about you with Astra, Season 8, Episode 39. I'm here Monday through Friday from 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate your time and look forward to sharing information, ideas, and comments. It makes us all better people. So make sure to leave your comments under hashtag Estra's Radio Show or talking about you with Estra. I'm out on a lot of different sites there, from Facebook to, to Instagram to what is it, Instagram? I can't even think of all of them, almost all of them. Check them, you'll find talking about you just through a search or uh, Esther's radio show. Now, the new phone number, I'm still looking for one that I can keep for eternity. So as soon as I get that set up, I promise to share that number for you to call in. And I suspect it will be insured harassers who have taken up the old number. So make sure you don't use any of those old numbers to get you a new one. Policyholders will actually be so surprised of a lot of their insured tactics. Yes, we will take a topic and take a week in the new year to talk about that topic specifically. Now, today we're going to continue on with faithfulness replaces sadness. And it's a better way of understanding why and how those cobwebs block your thoughtfulness and your courage. And you need both of those thoughtfulness and courage to make things move forward. So it's nice to see those cobwebs get cleaned out. Yes, keeping internal hot cleaning. Yes, keeping your internal house clean creates a vibrant, creative soul. And that's what we want every day. We don't expect perfection, and we don't expect things to go the way we'd like every day. But we would prefer to have those cobwebs out of the way so we can make better decisions on what's happening and what we're seeing immediately in real time. Okay, let's see what we have here. So get ready for using those scrubby pans, pans, scrubbing pads, okay, pads, to get things moving. Now, what we're going to be talking about is actually uh, – an article on senior citizens. And the reason why I selected this article and the name of it is Too Little, Too Late, Bankruptcy Booms Among Older Americans. The reason why I selected this article, it does apply to uh, senior citizens, but actually if you look at it, it applies to everyone across all age areas if you're over 18, typically after you finish college. So it's important to recognize how this actually truly impacts you. And I think you'll be surprised at some of the things that come up. Before I get into that, I want to talk just a minute about yesterday's election, okay? The thing I didn't like about yesterday's election is the racial tone during the election. I think there were a lot of things put out there to try to intimidate white people not to vote for black people. What is up with that? Yeah, I believe the young people just ignored it, saw it for what it was, and moved on. The elders, the seniors, I think that some of them got worried. Those old stereotype records in the mind, that's why you have to clean out those cobwebs, may have been running, and they might have been intimidated in doing what they wanted to do. And remember I told you a week in advance to make sure you decide who you were going to vote for and did what was right for you. Because I knew as close as this, 
the closer we got to voting, the crazier some folks were going to get. And believe me, we saw it. And the other thing I wanted to mention, it, uh, not, well, there's two things. Let me go back to the racial tone during the election. White people, you have got to, especially middle-aged white people, you've got to stand up and say, I see that this is wrong. You can't just internalize that. I think a lot of hatred and racism have, have been in our country for so long, we just kind of let it, we just kind of accept it. Okay, that's just how it is. You can't do that. You have to say, we don't agree with that. We think that all people in our country should have the same rights and fairness in whatever we do, and that's including elections. So don't internalize that negativity, that bad stuff, you know, because it's been there for generations. You know, it goes back to slavery and and crazy ideas running through people's minds. Now, hopefully, a lot of us have got rid of a lot of those cobwebs because we should all know from right now we're all the same. There is no difference. It's never, there never has been. Only a few people created that ideology so that they could take advantage of people. And I don't know if you're waking up yet, but right now it's so that they can take advantage of everyone regardless of skin tone. So please, if you hear that in the next election, people talking about racial divides and ignorance, don't fall into that game. The only other thing I want to talk about is, well, a couple things, gerrymandering. It's amazing to me that the GOP did such a good job at gerrymandering that they could just pull off anything whether you wanted them to be in office or not. And then the thing that bothers me the most, they don't talk about it. It's like, okay, gerrymandering and racial uh, overtones, yeah, they were there, but that's like normal. That is not normal. Don't let anybody tell you those, those are normal. They're not normal. Okay, so... Next time when you get to the elections, like they get close, they start doing this crazy stuff, pulling things out, and hopefully there will be less oppression and people playing with our votes. What is that about? Something's got to change there. Okay. And, by the way, congratulations, Democrats, on taking back the House. But like I'm going to say this one time, get in there and do your job. Don't get in there and forget why you got there because that's how you lost it, in my opinion, before, because you got in there and you forgot who you were and who you were working for. So if you want our votes, because we will be watching, we're tired of this craziness, at least some of us are. Some of us must like crazy, but that's a whole other story. Get in there, do what you're supposed to do for the people, by the people. Okay? That's all we're asking. We're not asking you to do more than your job, just your job. Okay? If you don't, don't cry if the Republicans try to take it over. Because okay? we've seen how you set by and let a lot of things happen. So we're watching you these next couple years, but congratulations. All right, I'm going to move on because you know how I can get caught up in something and talk a long time about it. And I really want to get into this article because it's just, to me, amazing. Again, it's actually a New York Times one, and it came out August 5th at 218. It's by Tara Hugo-Bernard, and it talks about too little, too late, bankruptcy booms among older Americans. And normally, as you know, I don't read it through, but and there's a few things I skip here. And like I say, go out and support and subscribe to these uh, companies because if you don't subscribe, who does? Wall Street. And then what? They're not interested in us if they're interested in Wall Street. So if you can, or share your article so at least they get something from us learning about them. But here we go. It says, for a rapidly growing share of older Americans, Traditional ideas about life and retirement are being upended by a dismal reality, bankruptcy. 
the signs of potential trouble, check this out, okay, vanishing pensions, soaring medical expenses. That's why people were so interested in this election with medical care, right? Inadequate savings. You can't make an, uh, an adequate savings if they're paying you $7.85 an hour for most of your life. Had been building for years. Now new research sheds light on the scope of the problem. The rate of people 65 and older filing for bankruptcy is three times what it was in 1991. The study found in a group accounts for a far greater share of all filers, okay? And why is that? In 1991, companies that just kind of started not being as selfish as they could be because before that time, they cared about their employees. They made sure they're a, a, a livable wage, okay? It may not have been a high wage, but most people could survive on it, which is not the case today when people have to live on 785 and, and expect them to be able to pay rent at 1200 Okay, let me go on. Driving the surge is a three-decade shift in financial risk from government and employers to individuals. Let me say this again because this is the game that this is being played on us. you got to, you got to hear this because this is where, in my opinion, talking about replacing sadness with thoughtful or for thankfulness means that you understand what's going on and then you make better decisions on what you can, how you can apply things in life. Here we go here. Let me read this again. It's so important. Okay, it says, let's see, driving the surge is a three-decade shift of financial risk from government and employers to individuals. Government used to have Medicare pay for things to help people just get healthy as soon as they could, right? It, it was like, I bet you people were just moving off because they had what they needed and they were being taken care of as they're, they were promised at that time, right? And, and hopefully their employers were doing their part now or then because they're not doing it now. They had people going on COBRA. Oh, my God. You, you think your expenses are high now for medical care? Go on COBRA and see how long you last. Be thankful for the Affordable Care Act. I think I mentioned that a little later. But when you can't afford what you need just to take care of yourself, it's bad. All right, let me go on here. Let's see. Driving the surge is a three-decade shift of financial risk from government employers and employers to individuals. That means they're putting the monkey on your back. They took it off there, still, still getting more money from us, still not treating, the, treating us the way they should, yet they expect us to do everything. Let me go on. Who are bearing an ever greater responsibility for their own financial well-being as the social net shrinks. What is it doing, that social safety net? It's shrinking, right? So they're just taking all that away. That all that greed has just went to their head. <laughs> What's going on with that? They're so greedy they can't see past themselves or their their family. They say they understand our democracy, but do they? Because in my opinion, if they did understand our democracy, they wouldn't treat the average American, especially senior citizens who've done a lot for their country by the time they age, they would respect them. They would help them. They would treat them as an elder instead of, I don't even know what you would call it, because I certainly wouldn't treat a child that way that the elders are being treated today. Okay, let me go on. Let's see here. It says the transfer has come in the form of longer waits for Social Security benefits. Yeah, isn't that amazing? 
Most people might even fall out by the time they actually get their Social Security benefits at this point. The replacement of employer-provided pensions with 401k savings plans, right? So you you hear this. I need you to understand this. Employer-provided pensions, they don't do that. Now, if you're old enough, like in your 70s or 80s, you did get a decent plan. At least they're probably trying to take some of that away from most people now. But at least you knew one existed, right? If you're 65 and below, you don't even know what a decent company actually does. In most cases, unless you have one of those Ivy League jobs. But if you aren't Ivy League, you probably don't know about a good pension from an employer. How sad. How sad. Why would they take all the money that they have and not share it. Aren't you helping produce the wealth in that company? They should treat you as such. All right, let me go on because, you know, I could really go on. It says, longer waits for full Social Security benefit of employer-provided pensions with 401K savings plans and more out-of-pocket spending on health care. That's why we had so many people worried during this election. The amount of money people are spending on health care is astronomical. And, and are these, does that healthcare industry need all that extra money they're getting from you? No. They could just treat you fair. Make sure that they take care of you. How many people can even afford their insulin? $500? A huge donut hole? What is going on? I don't get it. You know that the money has been placed there for a specific purpose. Why are they cheating poor people? Like poor people have someplace else to go to get it. Like, there were structures in place to help people who needed it. Now it's like, we don't care. We'll just go in and wrap it up and shake it up. Let them spend on their own. Okay, let me go on before I really get off. It says, uh, declining income, whether in retirement or leading up to it, compound the challenge, right? So you got all these things going on. You have the government giving less. You have employers giving less. Pensions, they took the pensions away and did 401Ks like that was better. And then they go raise health care. What else? That's a structural attack on America. It says Cheryl McLeod of Las Vegas filed for bankruptcy in January after struggling to keep up her mortgage payments and other expenses. How many people have had to file bankruptcy or lost everything over a mortgage? And you may have almost had it almost paid for, and they just come in and take it. That's greedy. That's sad. Who would do that to people? They've spent most of their lives trying to save up and protect themselves with their housing, right? I never forget with the recession. They had all these equity loans out for people. People thought, oh, if I get in trouble, I'll be able to use some of the equity, you know, for my home. And what did, what did these banks do? They can, they, most people know, excuse me, we're taking your equity, line of credit, your line of equity away because our recession's gone. So that's, the moral of that story is depend on what you have in your pocket. And if you don't have a lot of it, Make sure you try to build it up a little bit. Can you do that on $7.85 an hour? Really hard. I don't know how you do it. Okay, I'm going to go on here. She says, I am 70, and I am working for less money than I ever did in my life, she says. This life stuff happens. You know, and this is the same thing that happens with what? College graduates, right? They've got all that student loan that they would saddle them with at astronomical prices. Does it really cost that much to go to school? I doubt it. You're telling me all these high tuition costs are because we can't afford to keep them low so our kids can go to school? That's why I say with Bernie, Bernie's got it going on about education. 
kids should be able to go to school who want to. You want our, our country to keep collapsing? We're already at, down to 14 in standings in education, right? We used to be up at three. We, occasionally, we've even been number one. But no, we got some greedy people in here disrespecting what should be done, which is to take care of our kids and educate them. All right. As the study from the Consumer Bankruptcy Project, whose whose finances are precarious, have a few places to turn. When the costs of aging are offloaded onto populations that simply do not have access to adequate resources, something has to give. And older Americans turn to what little is left of the safety, the social safety net, and that's bankruptcy court. That also happens with people that are disabled. Okay? Why are we beating our own citizens down? We should be lifting them up, helping them get on their feet to stand, to feel better, to move forward. America's greedy and not the needy is just not going to work. We need to stand, and that's why I hope you voted yesterday. I hope you realize that the, the choices you make start with take, making sure that you vote. Okay, I'm going to go on here. It says, you can manage okay until there's a little symbol. That's what Deborah Thorne, an associate professor at sociology at the University of Idaho, she said. She has a, she's the author of the book. It doesn't even take a big thing, a big thing right? So that, that's just really amazing. The forces at work affect many Americans, but older people are often less able to weather them. Finding and keeping one job is hard enough for an older person. That's right, because they don't even want to hire older people, and that's age discrimination. But does that stop it in America? No, it doesn't. Taking on another to pay unexpected bills is almost unfathomable, right? So that it's not even hardly possible for them. Seniors doing food service, right? If they can even get that now. Bankruptcy can offer a fresh start for people who need one. But for the older Americans, it's too little, too late. By the time they file, their wealth has vanished, and they simply do not have enough years to get back on their feet. And does that surprise you? It doesn't surprise me, because that's probably what the strategy had been all along, just to take, let people work all their life and then take somebody else as well. That's a thief. When you go and you have seniors out there doing their best, trying to survive, doing the right things for decades, and then all of a sudden you're going to come along and take what they have, or anyone for that matter. It's hard for anybody today to put something together, as they say, to rub those two nickels together. Okay, it talks about bankruptcy filings for 1,000 people, right? And from people 65 to 74, it's jumped from 216 to by 204%. Okay? A lot of the structures that they set up now today hurt us. That's why I say Congress hurt us. You think Congress didn't know this game? You know they know this game. And I hope the new uh, House Congress people coming in will make a change so that our seniors don't have to put up with a lot of this derogatory behavior and scheming and greediness. It says not only are more older people seeking release through bankruptcy, but they are also represent a widening, sli- a widening slice of all filers. 12.2% of filers are now 65 or older, right? And that's up 2.1% since 1991. Okay, I'm skipping down a little bit. The next generation near retirement is also filing 
for bankruptcy in greater numbers. And the average age of filers, filers is rising, as a study found. Baby boomers, that's you. You know that? That's you, baby boomers. And why is that? Because somebody is being greedy. And who's being greedy? That top 1% because they know they could be better. If people are, are paid a fair income, they can make it. If people who are disabled actually are able to get their Social Security and their ERISA from these employers who duck out 24 months later, people would be better off. It's got to happen. We've got to make a change. We can't just let people do things that are wrong. And we're sitting here looking at it. And many people are are going through this every single day, and they don't even know how to handle what's happening. They're, they're like a deer in headlights, right? They're like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? All of these problems. And why is it all usually boiled down to financial issues? And whose who issue is that? Employers who refuse to pay a decent wage. And that's why you see people saying, this, this needs to change. And I personally, I believe it does. Okay, it says, given the rate increase, Professor Thorne says, the only explanation that makes any sense are structural shifts, right? That means to me they plan to do things that way. They made it harder on you made you all confused, looking left and right, don't know which way to turn, got so many problems you don't know what to do, right? Then they just, just, just mow right through and take what they need, and you're devastated. And these are seniors. Like I said, this article represents seniors, but I'm telling you, it's not just seniors. You can just start from 18 above and go up, and you'll see that these kind of things have been happening. I'm dropping down a little bit. She collects a small social security check and works at an adult daycare center for people with intellectual disabilities and mental health problems. For how much? $8.30. She makes sure clients participate in daily activities, calms them when they are irritated, and tries to understand what they need when they have trouble expressing themselves. She says, when I moved here from Los Angeles, I was wondering why all these older people were working in, inconven- working in convenience stores and fast food restaurants. It's because they don't make enough money, they don't make enough in retirement to support themselves. You got that? That's why they're there. And shouldn't they be able to have enough money to retire on? I think so. Miss McLeod said that she hoped that filing bank for bankruptcy would help her catch up on her mortgage so she could stay in her home. I am too old to move out here. She said, I'm trying to stay stable, right? If your housing goes, what happens? Your stability goes, right? If your car goes, your stability goes, right? If your family goes, your stability goes, right? There are all kinds of ways. If your food goes, your stability goes, right? There's a lot of ways to become unstable, right? And all of them mostly from a structural shift by governments who are paid by lobbyists, by people who, uh, employers who decide that they're not going to be fair. How sad. What do you think of that? Don't you think insured civil rights legislation could help those who've actually been in collision make a new change? It would actually, I would hope, apply to a lot of different aspects of living because when we have people who are taking advantage of those who cannot help themselves, that tells you we have an integrity problem. And when our government help these people do it to us. It's a problem. I'll never forget there was a, a, a bill that Congress was looking at to actually, because 
there was a lot of talk, and believe me, I know how to talk. There was a lot of talk about uh, ERISA and how these companies were not, are not paying out ERISA claims. And so this bill would have allowed pay if, uh, ERISA claims a little bit, pay them instead of people filing for Social Security. I thought, that's an interesting game. And then I, I went back, I thought, well, if they've been doing this for years against us, what else is going on? And to me, that's a good question. When businesses and the government gets to work, and that's the kind of, when I went up to Olympia and I saw the legislators building and the insurance building and the Social Security building, I keep asking, where is the policyholders building? Don't we need to be in this conversation? Because we obviously are getting wet. Okay? But let me get on because you know how I like to talk. And they said, the questioner asked buyers, what led them to seek bankruptcy protection? Much like the broader population, people 65 and older usually cited multiple factors. Did you hear that? Much like the broader population. Like I said, this is not just happening to seniors, okay? This is a structural plan to take what little most people have. At least that's how I see it. It says about three in five said unimaginable medical expenses played a role. A little more than two-thirds cited a drop in income, right? So if you're, you've got injured, you're disabled, you file for a Social Security disability, you get it. It's still not going to be close to what your actual income was when you worked, right? And that's why when you actually pay premiums through your employer for ERISA, they should not be able to drop you in 24 months and keep the rest of it. Something wrong about that. And Congress puts up with it. But what about the Department of Labor? Where are they in this thing? Far too many of our, our organizations, our government works more with uh, the actual private industry than the citizens are supposed to protect, at least in my And the other one says nearly three-quarters put some blame on hounding by debt collectors. This is only, you know, you have to do what you need to do. You know, you don't, you don't. Personally, you need to pay the people that you owe the money to. Don't be bullied by those collectors. The deviant behavior they have, I don't even know why. There should be laws to protect, especially seniors, against this kind of behavior. They're sick, usually. They don't feel good. I mean, there's so many things going on on the level when you hit your senior levels that why would you have people bullying them, intimidating them? That's just wrong. You want to do something to help them set up a payment plan that's within a budget that they can afford. If that's what you want to do, I would firstly do it with the people that you owe the money to, right? And you need to hold the people that you owe money to accountable for the behavior of these debt collectors, okay? So if you are in the hospital and they're not doing by you, you need to let people know about that's where it's going. I found most hospitals to be very helpful, so I thank them. I found them. I found the health insurance to be more helpful than the auto insurance and the long-term disability. So, you know, but it, it's just everyone's, you know, whatever happens in your life is what's important and ways to, to do something about it. But that's why I say insurance civil rights legislation is something that we all need because what they're doing to us on an individual level in many cases is not right. It's wrong. And the only way to change is, is what? Insurance civil rights legislation. And guess what? We have a new house. So maybe they'll be interested in passing that kind of legislation and not be so interested in taking money from insurance lobbyists. All right, let me go on here. 
Let's see here. It says, the study does not delve into those underlying factors, but separate data provides separate data. The median household led by someone 65 or older had liquid savings of $60,600 in 2016, according to the Employee Benefit Research Institute, whereas the bottom 25% of households had saved at most 3260 right? So if you're at the bottom, you really are at the bottom and shouldn't be abused. You have enough trouble just making it paycheck to paycheck from my perspective. And when they're telling you to do something different, you know it's not possible. So don't be bullied. Let's say, where is all your money? You tell them you don't have it. You don't have it. And then you ask them, who actually put this out? What, who, who, who started this? And then you start posting things on the Internet about the company who put it to such a deviant debt collector. So if it's XYZ company, you say XYZ company works with this debtor, and they are abusive and they harm people, especially senior citizens. Don't give them your business. Bottom line. And you tell people that, people start listening. You know why? Because if they're doing it to you, they're probably doing it to a lot of other people. Okay, let me go in here. It says, uh, let's see if I can get this page turned eventually. It says, that doesn't provide much of a financial cushion for catastrophe uh, or health problem, right? So older Americans typically turn to Medicare to pay their medical bills. But gaps in coverage, did you hear that? Gaps in coverage. Now, Medicare used to not have gaps. It's only since Republicans got in and people started trying to want to use uh, Medicare money for Wall Street instead of giving it to the people they should. Let me go on here. But gaps in coverage, high premiums, and requirements that patients should shoulder some costs force many lower-income beneficiaries to spend more of their income on those bills. And that's the case of Family Foundation found that. It said by 2013, the average Medicare beneficiary out-of-pocket spending on health care consumed how much? 41% of the average Social Security check. Could you hear that? They know they're taking all it. 41% of the average Social Security check, which is 1,200, something wrong, people, according to Kaiser, right? Kaiser, I always say Kaiser for some reason, which also estimated that figures should rise. So in other words, most people are paying 41%, but it, it probably has risen, especially who can afford $500 to pay for insulin. If you know some people, let me know, because I don't know too many poor people who can afford it. So what are you doing? You just want to let all the poor people in America die because you're unscrupulous? Is that what you want? You're talking about these uh, pharmaceutical companies? But how come America has paid the highest amount in pharmaceutical, in their medical uh, prescription drugs? Why? Right? You're just trying to just kill us off? A lot of other countries don't. That's a come I do believe it's Medicare for all, and we need to change up on they've been running it because they obviously are not looking out for your best interest. Okay, let me go on. More people also are entering in their later years carrying debt. For many of them, at least some of the debt is a mortgage, roughly 41% in 2016 compared to 21% in 1989, and that's according to the Urban Institute analysis. Okay, I'm skipping down. It says, the lowest income households led by individuals 55 or older carry the highest debt load, debt, debt, debt load relative to their income. More than 13% of such households face debt payments that equal more than 40% of their income. 
nearly doubled the percentage of such families in 1991. Now, think about that. You're paying out 40% of your income on debt, and yet you're supposed to be able to live indoors, feed you and your family, pay insurance on your cars. I mean, it's an endless list. What kind of craziness is that? And you're supposed to do that off of $1,200 a month? I'd like to see them do it off of $1,200 a month. Okay, what else is this here? It says, older Americans' finances are also being strained by the needs of those around them. This shows debt is a problem at most ages today, and that's due to cost. I think they've got that structural, they're talking about structural problems. They did that to uh, kids getting out of college. Why would they saddle them with a $100,000 debt? I think it's here. Let's see. Some parents, uh, let's see here. Let's see, a little more than a third of the oldest filers who answered the researchers' questionnaire said that helping others like children or older parents had contributed to their seeking bankruptcy protection. I'm dropping down a little bit. Some parents had co-signed loans for ten or 20000 for adult children and certainly could no longer afford it. When you're living on $2,000 a month, that includes Social Security, you have, and you have rent and savings are minuscule, it is extremely difficult to recover from something like that, he said. No joke. So you got $2,000 and you got all of this craziness going on in your life. And you're a senior. Seniors don't need all of that garbage in their life. Disabled people don't need that garbage in their life. People are just trying to make it and survive. So why are you making it? Why are you going with lobbyists who don't even need the money? Just game. That's game recognizing game, huh? The lobbyists in Congress. Let's hope that changes for the better. It says, let's see here. It says, when you're living off of $2,000 a month, and that includes Social Security, and you have rent and savings are minuscule, it is extremely difficult to recover from something like that. Okay. Others had co-signed their children's student loans. I never saw parents with student loans for 20 or 30 years, right? That's right, because they weren't so greedy in previous generations. They didn't try to get you to owe them 100 grand. It says, it's not uncommon to see student loans of 100 grand, yeah. <laughs> right? And then you see parents who have guaranteed these loans, and these loans are no longer working, which means that they can't be, we can't take them off in bankruptcy, right? So if you have a heartless uh, school that you're dealing with, it's definitely a problem. Go down a little bit. They worked all their lives and did what they were supposed to do. And through circumstances like a late-life divorce or death of a spouse or having to raise their grandkids have put them in a situation where they are not able to make the bills. You got that? And so you never know what life's going to bring your way. A lot of people today will be in collisions and they would not have even thought it was going to happen to them. And all of a sudden, you've got all of these issues that you need to address. You're worried about whether your job is going to be there. You're worried about how you're going to have money to pay the bills next month. How are you going to actually recover from this injury? I mean, this is also another endless list. I'm going down a little further. After this union, the New York City District Council of Carpenters changed the eligibility requirements for his medical, dental, or prescription drug insurance and he lost his coverage. Like I said, COBRA is out of this world. The ACA, thank God people are signing up for the ACA because that's going to be a savings for so many people who need health insurance. And it makes it affordable in most cases. And I hope that 
the house coming in will make it even better for people to be able to do that. And then it says, Mr. Sedita, who had Parkinson's disease, said his medical expenses have risen exponentially. Right? A medication that helps reduce his shaking, a symptom of Parkinson's, rose to 1100 every three months from $70. I haven't taken my medicines in three months since I can't afford it. Right? There's that Social Security disability or Medicare and that dang, excuse me, donut hole, right? How many people have Medicare and they can't even afford to get it because of the donut hole, right? What's wrong with that? If you're going to help people get better, please allow them to be able to afford the prescription. And if they're only making $1,200 a month, how do you expect them to pay 1100 out every three months for a prescription? Something is wrong with that. She said he and his wife, who has cancer, filed for bankruptcy in June after living off their credit cards. Their financial difficulties, he said, has drained everything out of me. Of course, that was the plan. And that's what's so sad about that whole situation from my perspective. Okay? That's not how we're supposed to be treating our elders. I thought we used to have respect for elders. If you don't think you're going to get there, you will one day, and you should have be able to take you should be able to have the things in which you've worked for most of your life. That is what's really important. But yet and still, there are far too many Americans today who forgot what democracy is about, what freedom is about, what respect is about, what it is to actually provide people with a fair and decent job. It really makes a difference. So when you see things going on in our society and you know that they're wrong, then we need to do something about it. It's got to change. We just can't let people just be abused by those because they have money, power, and resources. It really makes a difference. It's got to change. Are you going to be a part of the problem or part of the solution? I hope it's going to be the solution because we need you. Every day something is happening in somebody else's life, which is hurting them. And does it have to be that way? No, it's just a greedy fool. Greedy fool. <laughs> A few greedy fools, maybe I could call them fools, I guess, who make that happen and hurt people. But that's not the America I know. The America I know used to help people and respect them and try to move them forward. And let me just say this. There are still a lot of Americans that do that. I think there are more Americans who want to help. I mean, Black Lives Matter is an organization of activists that wants to help. Occupy was an activist that wants to help. There's a lot of organizations out there who want to help. But have you ever noticed that when people are really out there sharing, caring, producing things that really matter, there's always a segment that don't want them to be happy. They don't want people to be helped, right, because then they're losing money. Isn't that sad? I think it's sad. I think we should always think about the people who want to help, care for one another, because that's who we are. Most of us, we don't, we don't want any things happening to other people. We want to be there and respect other people, and we want to be respected. We want to be paid a decent way so we can survive. We want health care so we can live and not die. You know, that's not really too much for an American to ask with the amount of resources that we have. So you make sure that uh, you go out there and say, I am for us being a better country, a real democracy for all of us, not just some of us, because that really is what matters. I hope you learned something today. I hope that you see how much your input matters because what you think matters and is important. I need to say that again. I don't say that often enough. 
what you think matters and is important, and it changes lives. Believe me, it does. It is so important to make that happen. Did you like this article? If you did, maybe go out and subscribe or actually send it to somebody else so that they can see it. Because, like I say all the time, if we don't support them, Wall Street will, and they won't be actually interested in us, right? Well, I appreciate you today. I thank you so much for your time. Please go out and subscribe to estherscarbonathelp.com. I need you. We need to get to working on insurance civil rights legislation because otherwise it's not going to happen. Uh, tell me what you think of the show today and what your experiences have been. Are you a senior? That was another thing that really got my goat. Most seniors are not online, right? A lot of seniors, they don't have the tools to. So if you have a senior in your life, make sure that you give them a little basic fundamental skills to allow them to either get on their phone. Uh, I'm, I was listening the other day when they were talking about over in uh, another country where they had supplied them with cheap phones, something we can hardly find here in America. But they supplied them with cheap phones, and uh, a lot of them didn't even were, were, were illiterate. They didn't even know how to read and write, but they could use the phone. They used, learned how to use the voice on that. So we can do that over in another country. We can help our seniors to become educated and learn how to actually use these devices because it's the only way they're going to keep get the information that they need, and it's a way that for us to protect them. Especially, with, make sure that you make them aware of hackers and people trying to steal things from them. And that's whether they're coming up to their doors or, you know, or uh, wherever their location is. I don't know why there's so many people who would take advantage of their elders. There's some, some lack of respect has happened in this country, and I truly hope that we get it back. But what am I thankful for? I'm thankful for a great article that shows you all the things that you need to know about what's happening. And it's not just happening, like I said, to seniors, but it's happening to everyone. So don't think it'll be too little, too late for you. Make the choice, learn from this information, share it with those, and particularly seniors. And let's all just try to make it better for each one of us. And let's go ahead and keep cleaning away those cobwebs because they won't do anything for you. Thank you so much for being with me today. I'm glad that you were here. Go out and make a comment because I need to hear from you. Hashtag Esther's Radio Show. Thank you so much, and I'll see you when? Tomorrow at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time.